Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And in in case you thought 2020 couldn't possibly get weirder, it absolutely has, with North Koreans now being ordered to hand over decadent and bourgeois pet dogs for restaurant meat because the country is being rocked by food shortages. Did you say they were being asked or being ordered? Ordered. Okay. Ordered according to the headline. I don't know. And I, I don't know that the North <laughs> Korean government ever asks its <laughs> right. citizens to do anything. And is it, it's only speculated that it, they're being used for barbecue, I think. I don't think anyone knows where they're really going. Well, they asked them for, they said, this is for restaurant meat. Give me your pet dog so that we can cook it and eat it. Well, they're starving. I had not heard that they were this bad off over there uh, in recent years. It was, I think it was in the 1990s where they had an actual famine uh, in North Korea where, you know, people were were plucking and eating grass, making grass soup. Uh, if they could find it, mm. uh, this was really bad times back then. And of course, you know, communism fails, which is why that happened, why they had no food uh, in North Korea. And they had to beg for handouts basically from the rest of the world to keep their people somewhat alive. I think North Korea officially reached the point of being a failed state when Kim Jong-un commanded every citizen to turn over 200 pounds of human manure a day. I think that was when they reached peak collapse. This was was in 2019. Okay. This is for farming, right? Wow. Yes. But and if they could, (laughs) it it was a way of, it, it was tax revenue. If they couldn't generate this impossible, their body weight in manure each day, then they That's had to impossible. pay a fine. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. impossible, but they don't care. <laughs> it was just a way to fine everyone and I see. get a new tax out of them. Wow. But that, that to me was the moment when North Korea just became, yep, this is, this is going down the drain. Well, I mean, it's been down the drain for a long time. Um, I mean, by, the, by no means am I an expert on North Korea, but I did read the excellent book. Uh, and I've watched, you know, watched some documentaries over the years, but I read an excellent book by uh, Michael Malice, I believe is his name. And it's a fake autobiography written as though it was Kim Jong-il, who is Kim Jong-un's father. Okay. Uh, and it's really, really well done. Like, it starts from his early, the earliest point in his life and goes through the uh, the end of his life. And just Sounds really fascinating. Covers, What's it called? Um, Dear Reader, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. So Kim Jong Un, but it's a serious book. Like it's like seriously looks at the history of this country and right, the and communism. it's written from Kim Jong Il's point of view Correct. as an autobiography. Yeah, but it's not really his. Right, right. Is it like poking at North Korea and the poor decisions? Like, and then I decided that we needed to eat yeah. our dogs. I mean, that it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically it shows what happened in that country since it became you know total communism. Okay, and it's fascinating and horrifying. But it does go through the uh, the famine portion of uh, the ni- the 1990s. So uh, things sure. were really bad then. And if they're now announcing they need to be eating their dogs, it sounds like things are getting bad once again. Well, according to DailyMail.co.uk, which is a right-leaning website, I believe, so they're not predisposed to show any kindness whatsoever to the North Korean mm-hmm. government or to North Korean policies. 
Kim Jong Un has declared that pet dogs are a symbol of capitalist decadence, <laughs> and he's ordered that dogs be rounded up. Oh God! And owners are fearful that their beloved pets are being used to solve the nation's food shortages. Now, but before you oh, okay. go, on, yeah. So before anybody thinks this can't happen here, like, oh, this is the United States. We have the freedom to own dogs. There are places in the United States that have outlawed certain dog breeds. There are. Like pit bulls, for instance. I think they're illegal in California. Yeah, I'm not sure which states that maybe uh, Colorado sort of rings my bell on that one, but I'm not 100%. Certainly there are like some counties or some cities, I think, who've done it as well. So don't think you're not, you know, that wherever you are, if you're in the United States, you're somehow exempt from this. This same madness. I mean, they're probably not eating the dogs. uh, No, and I don't appreciate the Daily Mail's headline in light of this because they're not being handed over to they're not being ordered to hand over their dogs because it's decadent and they need restaurant meat that's just what the dog owners are fearful of understandably but that's not what's being said here by kim jong-un he's not saying give us your dog so that we can cook them and eat them he's saying hey it's now illegal to own a dog well he has Mm. to he has to create some excuse so he says, all right, we have a problem. We're out he of food. He doesn't have to. I mean, he's the so all-powerful deer leader. He can say and do what he wants. So he's I, not yeah, ad- yeah, but if he tells his people, oh, by the way, uh, this great country of ours, and I'm your your dear leader and all, sorry, we're going to have to start eating dogs like all the time, even though they kind of like eating dogs. I don't know if that's true or not. The story gets into that. Okay. The North, North Koreans definitely like dog. I, I have no comment. Dictator Kim announced in July that owning a pet is now against the law, denouncing having a dog as a tainted trend of bourgeois ideology. Authorities, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of get his point, right? You have to be relatively well off to be able to afford dog food. You know, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I'm being facetious. Okay. I mean, dog food is what, five bucks for 50 Unless pounds Unless you're it? out in the country and you're just talking about human fertilizer. Guess what dogs like to eat? Mm. They're, they're camp followers. It's a good thing that it's, it's why you don't eat your dog during the apocalypse because they're good to have around. There's I, a lot. There's I, a lot of arguments for don't eat your dog. Hmm. They're very. They're very important. They're what. They're warning mm-hmm. alarm clocks. You know, they they scavenge behind humans and clean up the mess. I mm. tend to just not eat my friends. There's plenty of poor people that have dogs. So uh, yeah, it's definitely not a uh, a richer thing. Yeah. Authorities have identified households with pet dogs and are forcing them to give them up or forcefully confiscating them and putting them down, a source told South Korea's newspaper. No, okay. I'm not going to go out on uh, defending here North Korea or anything like that, but... Mark, is that you? It is hard (laughs) to get information out of this place. It absolutely is. So, I mean, you're dealing with a source telling a South Korean news agency that this is happening. If there's not video of, you know, Kim Jong-un, and of course now we got deep fakes, so who knows if any video is even, even real. But, you know, if there's no real evidence that Kim Jong-un is doing this, then all we are really going on is just a report from a source. And uh, sadly, it's hard to get any independent sources in North Korea to report on sure. anything because it's illegal to be anything except for the government news. Remember, in North Korea, they have radio but it's all locked to the same channel. So if you have a radio in North Korea, and there's you turn only the it state on. television channel as well, right. right? Yeah, you turn it on or you turn it off. Can you imagine <laughs> you can, living in And that? maybe you can't even turn it off, <laughs> I don't know, but you can't change the channel because there are no other channels on North Korean radio. Can you imagine living in that man? No, I can't. <laughs> 
I mean, essentially, it's a crime if you drop, you know, if you were to airdrop a bunch of Walkmans into North Korea, and there have been people who've done activism like this, sure. giving out essentially normal radios that you can tune the frequency on like we're used to here in the semi-free world, uh, and then broadcasting on like a pirate frequency basically from uh, from South Korea. So broadcasting in to North Korea to try to get some sort of uh, information to these people. They are completely cut off with the exception of those who are willing to smuggle information in or out of North Korea. And frequently that's done within body cavities via uh, flash drives and things like that or by paying off border guards. But this is an incredibly high risk thing to do. Uh, yeah. And and it's 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 crazy. So, and, the, and the result is that 100% of what the average North Korean knows was spoon-fed to them that's by right. the government. Yep. And how do you know if you, you know, it's it's difficult. If you're somebody who's against the government there, you have to be very, very careful with you who you talk to. can't say that to anyone. Right, because somebody could know, you know, they, they could be on the inside of the party or whatever, and then they turn you in. And before you know it, you and your family are in a prison labor camp. Yeah, the whole premise of 1984. So unfortunately, what we can't get out of North Korea is video of the dog uh, kidnapping squad going around and forcibly taking people's dogs from them. Because if this story is true, that's definitely what's happening. And if this were happening in the United States, at the very least, somebody would snap some video of it. But we can't get that out of North Korea, so we just have to go with what the source is saying. Well, the source goes on to say some of the dogs are sent to state-run zoos. Or sold to to dog meat restaurants. They're probably being chopped up at the state-run zoos and being fed to the animals there because, you know, they're not going to put them on display. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, dogs aren't that rare in North Korea, are they? Give us your thoughts. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in free talk. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, and you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Ian, and Conan. And Intercoin's team spent the last decade helping communities release apps to unite their members and coordinate social activity. Now communities can release currencies to to coordinate economic activity which represents a soft but voluntary power, encouraging people to spend the currency on local goods and services that accept it, or to support the community with small fees when cashing out unused coins. Towns already do this to battle globalism, and festivals can create an extended online community that transacts year-round. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in the real world, and we think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you also think freedom is important, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in the project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and shape its future. Intercoin.org, that's I-N-T-E-R coin.org. And let's go to the phones. We've got Jason from New Hampshire listening at LRN.FM. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Conan, thank you. I really mean it. Thank you for bringing back Topless Tuesdays. I mean that, honestly. <laughs> okay. It's hot in here, man. There's servers and stuff going on. It's, it, can get, it can get kind of warm. 
buddy, you don't have to. Honestly, it, it, Ian will tell you I'm I'm the biggest fan of Topless Tuesdays ever. I couldn't believe when it went away, and to see it come back now is just so wonderful. It's kind of like oh, life is starting to get back to normal, like pre-quarantine. You know, <laughs> I mean, it didn't really go away. It just got cold. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. But I, I have a sort of a uh, theory that there was sort of an issue with Topless Tuesdays. But anyways, that's not what I called there it. There wasn't. Uh, there was an issue with it when I did Aria Uncensored and was topless. That got us banned from yeah. Twitch. But as far as the the male host here, it's never been a problem. That's actually very stupid. That's actually a really it's, stupid it, rule. And it's doesn't completely really make sense, stupid. Does it? No. Yeah. That's dumb. Anyways, my um. So I, I'm not a huge, I myself am not a, a libertarian. Um, I, I will say, though, my, my main question had to do with a viable libertarian candidate. I have one friend who, uh, you know, uh, is a libertarian. And, and I will say, I don't necessarily see eye to eye with him on everything. But I, I will say, I understand and see that it gets a little out of hand. Like with some of the, like, he doesn't like to wear a seatbelt. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that, if those things are actually meaningful to you. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. If I'm just driving around downtown Keene where the speed limit's relatively low, I don't wear it. If I'm going on the state roads at 50, 60 miles an hour, I will. That's that's how he feels too, but he, he, and so he actually got arrested for not wearing a seatbelt. And when I see stuff like that, it's like, I can agree, even as a non-libertarian, like that's going too far. The idea you're going to actually give somebody a criminal record just because of a seatbelt thing, does that not, that doesn't make sense. And it's like the way that they told it, the way the police said it was like, well, I'm sorry, sir, but if you want to have your seven-year-old bride in the car, she has to wear a seatbelt. What? I feel like you went on to a completely different point there. I think it was a joke. I think okay. he's joking. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks for the call, uh, Jason. Right. Let's keep going. We've got Jimmy from Missouri. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but yesterday uh, Trump actually said that he was going to pardon someone, a very important person today. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was thinking maybe it'd be Ross Ulbricht or Snowden or... Well, he specifically or, you know, said that it was like not that. going to be Snowden, apparently. Yeah, and, and it turns out... When is out he issuing this pardon? He, huh? he, he, said, he made it sound like it was relatively soon. The uh, caller here said it was supposed to be today. Um, yesterday, the news was that he was teasing that he was going to issue a pardon. He was not saying for whom it would be issued, but he did specify that it would not be Edward Snowden at this time. It was Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Oh, today. dear God. Really? Yeah, Susan B. Anthony. What did he what pardon her for? Of? She got her, for her arrest when she went and voted back in the 20s. So he pardoned a dead person? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so government she was anti, finest, she, man. She was anti-slavery, apparently? Susan B. Anthony? I thought she was just a suffrage. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know she was a suffrage woman. and uh, says here she collected anti-slavery yeah, petitions at the age of 17. Hmm? Good for her. That's absurd. So oh, yeah. he, waste, he wasted his time to pardon a dead person. Well, it's symbolic. Exactly. I mean, politicians do yeah. symbolic things all the time. Yes, and they waste time in so doing. Well, I mean... Would you rather he spend his time doing something that actually hurts somebody? Okay, fair point. Mm-hmm. I'd rather he spend it like golfing or doing sure. nothing. Yeah. The, the question is, how is the left going to react to this? Or or have they already 
because uh, because everything he does. The first article I saw said he was undermining Susan B. Anthony's wishes by pardoning her. So <laughs> I, I think that's probably the left's reaction. Well, they, so they they hate everything that he does, and they have to <laughs> they have to come out against everything that he does, and so he does this good thing. How do they spin it? Uh, according to this story here, or Wikipedia article on Susan B. Anthony, the the last thing on the history here is August eighteenth. Uh, 2020, Donald Trump said he would pardon Anthony for her arrest in 1872 after she voted when it was still illegal for women to vote. The announcement was made on the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, giving women the right to vote. So he was commemorating uh, the 100th year, apparently, of women being able to vote by pardoning uh, this lady. I mean, it seems totally appropriate. It's a nice gesture. Mm -hmm. It's just useless. Yeah, it would be much nicer if he would pardon someone meaningful for us today, like Edward Snowden. And he did tease that as a potential. He said he was going to, quote, look into it. Really? Yeah, he said that he didn't know enough about Edward Snowden. He'd heard uh, good arguments on both sides. So as, as soon as this news started coming out, there was actually another story that a bunch of Republicans and like law enforcement people are trying to te- tell him, no, dude, don't don't pardon Snowden. And so yeah, because definitely... then other people will leak our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, here's the thing. Even if they do pardon Snowden. I hope Snowden doesn't come back to the United States because just because they've pardoned him on these charges doesn't mean that they wouldn't cook up more charges the second he, you know, sets foot back into the U.S. If he gets a pardon, he needs to stay the hell out of the United States for the rest of his life. Mm. That is way too risky to come back here. I would agree. Jimmy, thank you so much for the call. I hadn't heard anything about this pardon, so this is all news to me. On the subject of Snowden, I mean, you're absolutely right. We saw what the government did to Chelsea Manning. Right. Barack Obama can let her, her out and put her right back in. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's right back in jail, being fined. I think it was five thousand dollars a day for refusing to testify. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the government does things. So yeah, even if they pardoned Edward Snowden, if he came back, they, they would immediately nail him for uh, something they else. They absolutely would, yeah, because that's what they do. So a recent UN report. Evil. Getting back to the story from Korea, the recent UN report stated that as many as sixty percent. Of North Korea's 25.5 million people are facing widespread food shortages. Oh, boy. And this has been worsened by international sanctions imposed on the regime for its nuclear missile program. Yep. And I imagine COVID-19 probably didn't help that much. Well, I wonder what they're doing about COVID-19. I mean, again, you don't get any real news out of North Korea unless it comes through the state news agency. So who knows? Well, you typically don't get immigration either. So it would be difficult for COVID-19 to even spread to North Korea. Oh. Presumably. Yeah, I don't know. 855-450-3733. Maybe you know. Do you, have you heard anything about North Korea and COVID-19? Give us a call. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. And you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. That number's 855-450-3733. With you into the studio tonight is Aria, Ian, and Conan having a discussion about grass soup and barbecued dog, evidently, seems to be the... Those are the staples of the common man's dinner in North Korea because of decades of mismanagement under a communist regime that doesn't know what it's doing, sanctions that have been imposed on it, pandemics, and just all kinds of government restrictions that prevent people from actually being productive and solving these sorts of problems. Yeah, I just don't understand sanctions. Um, Government gangs love to throw sanctions at countries and... They always make it sound like, we're punishing the government with these sanctions. That's not how it works. No, the reality is you're punishing the people with the sanctions. Well, their excuse is... Well, they know that. Well, they know that they're... They know that they're punishing somebody. What they're what they're wanting to happen is the people will uprise and they'll Mm -hmm. they'll they'll strike out at their leaders and then they'll. We can put another. We can put one of our one of our puppets. But uh, the North Korean people have probably no idea that the United States has imposed sanctions against them. Well, I mean, there is a active propaganda campaign against uh, the United States within North Korea. Sure. So the, there was a documentary. But would they really tell their people, hey, the reason you have to eat grass and dogs is because the U.S. government won't give us money? They might. Really? Uh, yeah, they might do that. Because they've definitely positioned the U.S. as sort of the great Satan or the great evil or whatever. So why would they want money from the great Satan? Well, I mean, I don't know. I I know that, for instance, there are allegations that whenever there's the rolling blackouts that happen, they blame that on the United States. Of course. Right, but it's not the United States running the power plants, right? Right. It's the North Korean government doing that, but they'll blame the United States for sabotaging the power plant. So we're constantly under attack from the United States if you're in North Korea, even though they're not dropping bombs, they're doing these other things like sabotaging things like the, maybe the food supply. So it would be totally plausible for them, uh, from their perspective, to say to their people, well, we were going to give you this bountiful harvest, but unfortunately the U.S. government uh, sprayed our crops with uh, with insecticide or, or you know yeah. or poison or something like that, and we hey, lost we the whole crop. Hey, we produced 200,000 shoes this quarter. Unfortunately, yeah. the U.S. government— they, they took them all. It was a spy yeah. operation, right? Like, So who knows what it is, that they're, what story they're cooking up. It's tragic. Let's go to the phones. We've got Gulf Coast Tom calling from Florida. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, folks. Hi, Tom. Uh, hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I, I, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, Ian's uh, mask issue. Okay. Uh, so I came up with that. What an was analogy. my issue? Sorry. Uh, you, you don't like wearing masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just me, though. I think uh, everyone in the, the room qualifies for that. I feel more comfortable picking on you. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> anyway, I came up with an analogy. Let's suppose you develop this condition where every time you walk out into the sunlight, bullets shoot out of your belly button and kill people all over the streets of Key, New Hampshire. <laughs> this is a bad this analogy. Is pretty stupid. Okay, but go ahead. <laughs> We're off to a and solid somebody start. Walks up to, and somebody walks up to you from the side and says, Ian, I know where you can get a reverse Kevlar uh, vest that'll keep your bullets from killing people. Now, would you feel bad about the people that were getting shot? And uh, what would you do with uh, this, that new information regarding the vest? This is a ridiculous uh, question. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're, you're yeah, shooting it's a ridiculous out bullets. Question. Uh, you're shooting out uh, microscopic bullets 
That ridiculous. could be killing people and filling up uh, refrigerated trailers. You know what? No shop. one gave a damn about that before uh, before this year. And if Ian or, had COVID-19, no, pandemic, you might possibly have my, an analogy. My rights don't end where your fear begins, sir. Yeah, but if you're shooting out uh, killing things... That's if. Then if. You have not you proven anything. You have to anything. prove that Ian has COVID-19 before your okay, analogy well, holds any water. Let's suppose he took a test today and we found out he, he has been sh- uh, shooting out these uh, viruses. Uh, would, it, would that make a difference? Uh, so you know, you no, it really wouldn't, way. honestly, because... Would you even get tested? Be, no, would I'm you not going to test. No, I'm not going to do that, because uh, it's not a guarantee that you're going to die from simply being in my vicinity, sir, if I have a cold, or if I have the flu, or if I have COVID-19, and if you're going to live your life in fear like that, then really you don't belong outside of your home. You really should just stay at home all the time and, and hire bullets, uh, certified COVID-19 free people to bring you everything that you need in your life so you can have your nice little life at home without any kind of threats coming in from the outside. This is only this is a, a one period of time in a pandemic where It's not this, a pandemic, uh, sir. 170,000 people dead. I don't know a single one of them. Do you? Yeah, I know people that know people. I mean, I, you I know people actually, that know people. that's always actually, not what you, I asked you. You know Thomas Knapp, right? Um, what happened? Thomas Knapp, his his mother died of oh, COVID, wow. of complications arising from COVID nineteen. How old was she? Oh, she I know Tom's in his fifties. I think she was presumably older than that. Yeah, I'm gonna guess she was probably in her eighties. So well, I'm saying, so we do. Yeah, we do know if someone. My grandparents also died. I don't personally know Tom's um, mother, but well, I have no reason to doubt that. Million people, you know, it's spread out a little. Even 170,000 people get spread out. Tom. Yeah, that's almost no one. But it could be if you actually look at the numbers, 200,000 out of 330 million people is like a fraction of a of a percent. How so, about if one of your studio people died? Would that make a difference? No, not really. If again, if it was their fear, none of us would could, want it to make a difference either. They could not come here. Okay, so Johnson, who has previously been on the Tuesday nights here on Free Talk Live at the beginning of this, decided he did not want to be here in the studio, and that's his choice. So, if right. you want to protect yourself, it's your responsibility, not everyone else. Yeah, that's, and that's uh, that's where we might agree to some degree. Where I think the government should have said, "Okay, uh, we got this pandemic coming. Uh, people should wear a mask and keep some distance and don't go in big crowds, but not like shut down companies and things like that." Mm. They, they probably would have shut down themselves when people got started getting too sick because they would be afraid to go to the restaurants anyway. Mm-hmm. But I uh, think that's the case, and we've seen that a lot throughout the United States uh, as the pandemic lockdowns officially lift, but restaurants still aren't opening because they just have no customers because sad. people don't want to risk going out. It's sad. It's Tom, so thank sad. you so much for the call. To go back to your point, though, about uh, COVID-19 and people in the studio, w- would it change his mind? I don't know about Conan, but if I contracted and died from COVID-19, I wouldn't want it to change Ian's mind because I know the risk when I came here right. that Ian wasn't going to be wearing a mask and that if he had COVID-19, he would spread it to me. That's a knowing risk that I took. So yep. if the consequences for that fall on to me, I could have stayed at home. If you want to live in a clean room, sanitized environment, 100% of the time, having some little uh, maid come in with her hazmat suit on so she can sanitize every surface for you, you can live in a completely clean, sterile environment for the rest of your life so you can have an extra two years or two months or however long you might get from living in that environment. Uh, that's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to pay for it. It's your responsibility to deal with it. And I'm sorry, I don't believe that that 
that's actually good for you because I think you need to encounter some viruses. I think you need to encounter some dirt. I think you need to encounter some things that could cause you a problem, that you need to get sick and beat it, uh, that these are all things that make humans stronger over time. But unfortunately, we are saddled with a very weak population of a bunch of people who look to the government for their, their answers and for their solutions in life. And uh, it's pathetic, honestly, what's going on right now. And, and, the, and the bigger question is how long... Are we going to go go along with this? I don't think they're going to stop. I, I just I just had a keen police officer stop out in front of the house today. Uh, just he happened to be in the neighborhood, and I know who he was. And he leans out his window and he says that he's sick of the government overreach. That it's gone too far, even for him. Did well, you say perfect? Vote well, for Aria Demesa for sure. I, I didn't. <laughs> Sad, Did see the sadly, <laughs> sadly, the, the 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 upcoming flu season is right around the corner. But his prediction was the reason I brought him up. He thinks it's going to be over after the election, and I'm like. I appreciate your That's, optimism. That is the I, conservative conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, I'm like, I appreciate your optimism, but I don't think so. They've pushed this far. They're not just going to roll it back. I don't think this is going away at least until summer of 2021 at best. And that's assuming everything we're being told is true. I think that's mm. when the mask you know, mandates will actually be lifted is mm. almost a year from now at absolute best. Unbelievable. What do you think? 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE as in Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Call in, take control of the airwaves, and tell us what's on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Ian, and Conan. And we've been talking about what's happening in North Korea, or what is reported to be happening in North Korea. Because as we remarked earlier, it's extremely tightly controlled as far as what information gets into the country and what information gets out of the country. I presume the source that leaked this information to the South Korean newspaper here was technically committing treason as far as the North Korean government goes. Probably. So they have to all be anonymous. And at at that point, you're relying on anonymous sources to tell you what's going on in North Korea. And it's it's questionable at best, but based on it, it correlates well to all of the other stories about people eating grass and being ordered to provide unreasonable amounts of human manure every single day. It's it's a mess, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better. But before we get too deeply into it, are things going to get as bad here? We've got Peter in North Carolina. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing tonight? Good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I want to talk about those. LRN.FM. Thanks for the effort. Now, of course, we are a national radio show, so we do have a dump button here that allows us to keep your nonsense from getting on the airwaves. So, A for effort, I guess. So much for the master race. Right? (laughs) Can't imagine what a dump button might be. They all sound like a bunch of morons to me when they call in, and they've been calling in this week. Oh, okay. Yep. A warning about that probably would have been great. (laughs) They don't have enough can't win to listen to? I well, don't know, man. They're constantly they're fighting amongst each other. Four teenagers. Yeah. And 4chan, a QAnon. I, I don't know what they're doing, man. But they're crazy. So getting back into this story from North Korea, evidently it's true. Dog, dog meat has long been considered a delicacy on the Korean peninsula. Although the tradition of eating dogs is gradually fading out in South Korea, mm. still an estimated one million dogs 
are reared on farms to be consumed every year in the South. That doesn't sound like it's fading out very much. <laughs> well, it might have been 10 million before. <laughs> Still a million dogs a, a year. That's Yeah, that's a lot of dogs. Well, right, uh, so. and, and what's the population? Like 10 million? I do not uh, know. What, in South Korea? North North Korea. Well, this oh, is South Korea. they're talking about South Korea because that's the only place you can get numbers. And it's one million dogs per year. Man's best friend is still a staple on the menu in the North, and I don't know how to tell the Daily Mail this, but it sounds like it's also still a staple on the menu in the South. Well, However, South, South Korea has about 50 million, 51.6 million, and they estimate that North Korea has 25 million mm-hmm. people. So roughly, I don't know, how much... How much how many people does one dog feed? I don't know. It depends on the size of the dog. I don't want. I don't even want to know the answer to that question. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> do you charge more for a chihuahua because it's a delicacy? Uh, you know, I imagine the meat's got to be tough. Less, just, I, I, don't I don't know. Okay, I'm going to put you to the test here, Aria. Since <laughs> since we're talking about it, it's an uncomfortable topic for people, sure. right? Because dogs are our friends for the most part, and yeah. you know we love them. Um, if you were visiting South Korea. And somebody offered you some dog soup, or some or some or cat some soup, fried dog. If but, they offer uh, me cat soup, they're going to get injured. And here's and here's the thing: they, I'll just let you know that now. They eat <laughs> other animals. They they really the Chinese really love their pork. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if they have access to these other meat products, chickens, pork, beef, and they're still eating dog, it's I don't know. It's got a. It sounds like it's probably good. It might be, and so that's it my says question. It's been considered a delicacy. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a, a fest, a uh, vice piece about. Hey, by the way, I would eat dog if I went to if I went to when in Chi- China. when in Rome or whatever. Exactly. Right? Uh, so, like, here's the thing. So, and I just had my dog die last week, by the way. So it's not like <laughs> so, I don't yeah. have dogs or care about them. Uh, but there was an interesting documentary that Vice did where they looked at um, the South China area where dog eating is still a thing. They still have like a festival there. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year, this dog festival or whatever, and there's you know all kinds of dog dishes that are being served up to people. And this this vice hottie that's doing the report is as she actually eats you know the dog soup or whatever that's that's put in front of her. And when they when they talk to the people who were you know part of this and ask them about well you know why do you do this? I mean how can you do this to these animals? Blah blah blah. And they're like, well these aren't pets. These animals are raised specifically to be slaughtered. We have dogs who are pets. We don't eat them. And so, like, they have in their mind, there's a delineating line between animals who are pets and animals who are simply raised in a, you know, slaughterhouse or whatever farming uh, environment. And they don't have the same attachment to them just because, you know, they look cute or whatever. Well, we have the same thing here in the United States regarding rabbits. I mean, people eat rabbits all the time, but other people keep rabbits as pets. Mm. Where do you get rabbit from to, to eat? You have to go like buy it at a farm or something. I like imagine that? you hunt it, or you go to my house. Okay, have but you eaten your rabbits? That's what I have them for. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so <laughs> I thought Conan. you were selling them. No, but I do have. So pe- don't bring your dogs to Conan, is what so I'm. So we hearing. can try some rabbit, is what we're what you're but saying. But I do have. I mean, rabbit stew and stuff like that. That's like common in the U.S. I have rabbits that I sell as pets, oh, okay. and then I have rabbits that I. That are raised How do you to like eat. them? So are they dif- different like bloodlines, or is it just, okay, well, if no one buys this rabbit as a pet, I'm going to cook it and, and eat, eat it. it? Well, the meat, the meat rabbits are huge. Ah. My doe is like, she's close to t- 10 pounds. That's a big... That's so a... you draw the same delineating... Oh, no, no, no. They're not, but they are not my pets. I am raising them 
to sell right. to people who like pets. I understand, but that's essentially the same thing that these people on the peninsula were saying. Was that hey, you know, we have these these dogs that are bred and that are captive, and they're they're meant to be eaten, and we have ones that are pets. Right. Well, I, but and you I, have the same thing with rabbits. You have some that are meant to be eaten, and mm-hmm. you have some that are meant to be pets. Correct. And, and I do have cats, and I would never eat them. Just, well, that's good to hear. J- just to, <laughs> but you would eat a dog. Just to ease your your traumatized mind over there. <laughs> but, but you would eat a dog. I, if it were, if in Rome, yes. Okay. Well, if a South Korean offered you a cat, would you eat it? I don't know how that works. I don't know that well, I would want... I don't, now he I, may I, not I, want to answer your question because you may reach over the table <laughs> and gut him. He knows I won't. I'd have to think about it. But I mean, but I mean, it, it, as far as what does the dog taste like? Because that's what I that's what I want to get to. I don't know, man. The meat here looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I don't know really... what to compare it to. It looks similar to something I've seen in the past, but I can't place it. Because most most of anything that you eat is going to taste like whatever that animal ate. So if you're only feeding it grain and stuff, I'm think I think they'd be pretty tasty. Now if they're out there scavenging through the the trash and eating their own filth and eating their own excrement, if you're yeah. feeding a dog grain, it's going to die of malnutrition. It won't be delicious. Actually, kind of. That's It'll be kind dead. of. If you look at the back of the ingredients on these a lot of these dog foods, a lot of it, most of it is grain. And let me, and that's why they don't live to sixteen and a half years like Jazzy did. Right. But, uh, it's because we're feeding our animals animals corn instead of the meat that they actually require. And, and, a lot and, of these, these, and these dogs that you're raising uh, to eat, you wouldn't be keeping them for 16 years. You'd probably only be keeping them probably no longer than three to four months. Or six or whatever until they're full grown. Yep. Until they, well, there's, the, the rule is you have your grain to weight or, or meat ratio. Oh, uh, okay. And for, for example, chickens. There's a certain point where you fed them too long. You, you don't get your return on your grain back. Mm-hmm. So basically chickens and rabbits, they're, they're about 12, 12 to 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's when you want to take them, put them and put them in the freezer. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're just wasting grain on, on uh, not, you'd be better off just buying more, more babies and raising a whole nother flock. Often served in a spicy soup or stew with mm. vegetables, it is also known, this is dog meat, for raising the body temperature in the cold winter months. Which any spicy soup or stew would do, even if there is no meat whatsoever. I mean, yeah. that's well, having some food in your belly is probably a good idea yeah. if it's cold out. Yeah. And you know what? I'm and kimchi is one of my favorite condiments, hmm. which is a which is a Korean thing. Okay, was so, that seaweed? What the hell is kimchi? It is, there's all kinds of varieties, but basically it is uh, fermented vegetables, okay. usually usually cabbage. Ah, okay. But I mean, it's super super spicy. Uh, and I'm thinking that they probably are eating their dog with some kimchi on the side, and I'm like, you know, I'm already there. I'm already. <laughs> Jesus, Conan. This is this is a good topic. It's making me hungry I know. right now, actually. <laughs> and I just ate not long ago. I'm ashamed to know both of you right now. <laughs> hey, end of the world, 2020. You gotta, you know, you're gonna have to probably start dropping your your guard and um pick pick taking up some skills that uh, some traits that uh, you've uh, that have been alien to you all your life. It might be a you might be eating your cats. So what does a bunny rabbit no, taste no, like? For, even if I was willing to eat a cat, which I absolutely would not, no matter how hungry yeah. I was, even if I was willing to, it's a bad idea. And they learned that during World War II in Russian cities that were under siege. Starving, Please. they ate all their cats. Mm. And the result was that they got swamped by rats. Yeah, this is the same. This really? is This is all. Oh, this yeah. is bubonic plague as well. All, we got to yeah, kill these. We well. got to kill these witches. Cats, I heard these devil the, cats. I heard on the radio that the rats are killing each other now in like New York City. Really? Yeah, because there's not enough. Because they, they weren't wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because there's not enough garbage. It's because there's zombie, there's zombie rats. People are leaving the city, and people aren't eating out like they used to. So there's not as much trash for them to forage, and so they're killing off Crazy. each other. 
That sounds like somewhat effective pest control, at least. <laughs> I don't what are your thoughts? Would you eat a dog? Have you ever eaten a dog? Give us a call. Let us know. 855-450-3733. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Join us on the airwaves. Give us a call. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we've been talking about the the state of affairs in North Korea. Now, evidently, dog ownership is outlawed, and people in North Korea fear that it's because the dogs are being confiscated and fed to them in restaurants. But we're going to move off from that to something a little less disturbing, and that is that Trump, the master troll, the manipulator, the the idiot in many cases, but he's excellent at trolling people, is at it again, evidently, suggesting that, what was it, the election results may take years to determine? Yes, indeed. He uh, <laughs> got a hand at this guy. Uh, I, you know, I don't agree with a whole bunch of what he does, but I gotta say, I have a real appreciation for his troll level. Like he's got a pretty high level of troll factor and he can he really, is very good at trolling. Yeah, he can, he <laughs> has <laughs> envious trolling abilities. He's, he is from the entertainment industry. Yeah. And he can really get a reaction out of people. So now according to businessinsider.com. Trump, in remarks to reporters, said that knowing the results of this year's presidential election could take months or years as he continued to cast doubt on mail-in votes ahead of an expected surge in the number of Americans casting their ballot by uh, post. Quote, usually at the end of the evening, they say Donald Trump has won an election. Donald Trump is your new president. Trump said during the remarks at his golf resort in Bedminster, New Jersey. So it's good to know he is, in fact, out playing golf and not, you know, being damaging of all of humanity. Saying, quote, you know what? You're not going to lie. You're not going to know this, but or excuse me, you're not going to know this possibly if you really did it right for months or for years, because (laughs) these ballots are all going to be lost. They're all going to be gone. Trump said. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the possibility with every election? There are always there's always stories of finding a mailbox stock full of these uh, these ballots that never made it where they were supposed to. If they, this happens every you know all the time. And we do know that the USPS, in in some cases, is already extremely overwhelmed and can't handle what they're receiving. Well, yeah, I think you were talking off the air about having a package not being where you. Oh no, that was UPS. But I've had issues with packages, and that recently. was because it was it wasn't shipped for whatever reason. It was ordered last week. It didn't mm. actually ship until uh, today. But the U.S. Uh, Postal Service is behind on some of their packages, and some people are experiencing delays, which is frustrating. Um, of course, if you get your mail-in ballot early, it probably won't be a problem, but I guess they're concerned with procrastinators 
who are going to mail their ballots in at the last minute or whatever. Or just uh, go vote at the last minute. Well, no, that's that's what that's what's going to be different this year, right? Aria is there's a ton of people who are scared to death, and these and they're completely irrational, as we've discussed for you know months on this show. But that doesn't matter. They're scared to death, and so they don't want to go vote in person. They want to be able to vote from home. And the only way that that can be done are the current system, because there's, in most places, no way of electronically voting through the Internet or something like that, right? So I mean, there are plenty of ways. The government has just dropped the ball on it. Well, right. Those are not those aren't available because uh, governments are slow and they're stupid and, you know, and they're, incompetent. they're not innovative or yeah. anything like that. Um, and there are always political wranglings over these things. So even if there is some sort of voting system that someone has developed that would work great, getting the political parties to agree to implement something like that could take decades. So for now, voting by mail is the only non-in-person opportunity that people would have and some states have to still change their laws in order to allow what they call universal mail-in voting or absentee voting because right now like for instance here in new hampshire's my understanding is the only way you can legally absentee vote is if you certify you will not be in town at the time of the election so i mean that's not a hard thing to do sure you just have to say that you won't be in town and Probably they're not going to investigate you for that. Well, one would hope not. But but they are the government, and they do stupid things all the time. Yeah, and so these people who want to make it easier for folks to vote uh, are working on doing that in some places. And I don't know what New Hampshire is going to do or if they've changed anything yet. I have not followed this situation closely. Uh, but as of right now, you know... You can vote from home. You just have to do it the the absentee style. In some states, I think Hawaii actually just did some sort of a primary or some kind of a, a local vote using the mail-in method, and they claimed that they had a much larger voter turnout as a result of that. Hmm. Well, I would imagine so. People don't have to leave their house. I mean, it's a waste of time to vote sure. in the first place. But if you have to leave your house to go do it, it's even more time that's wasted. No doubt. So um, If they sent me a ballot that I could just fill out and send back— mm-hmm. Ideally, the postage would be pay- would already be paid on it. Mm. That would be ideal. That would definitely uh, improve the likelihood that you would be able to send it back because a lot of people may not have stamps. Then they'd have to go out and wait in a line to go and get stamps to send the thing back. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's so so right now and, and I again, I have not followed this closely and the story does get into a little bit more about, you know, what's going on here. But effectively, you've got a political uh, divide where. You've got a lot of people on the left who are taking the COVID thing to the max. They're wearing masks at all times. And that's not to say there aren't people on the right who like are doing that Like when they're bicycling well. down the sidewalk. Yeah. And, yeah. Or in their car or whatever. Or out in the middle of nature camping. So these are the people that are pushing for the at-home voting. And the other side is saying, well, how do we know it's really you? You know, how do we know that... Aria filled out the voter form that was sent to her at her address, or it was Aria's son who voted, you know, voted in your stead. How do you prove that? What sort of system will be in place to catch voter fraud uh, in these cases? I mean, those are valid concerns. They are. And these are all things that are probably not going to get figured out in most places before the election happens. When was the United States Postal Service invented? I mean, there was like oh God, more a than a ago. century Benjamin ago. Franklin. Okay. Benjamin Franklin created the first one. Okay, so yeah. more than two centuries ago. And the U.S. government still has not mastered people mailing in their ballots to vote. After 200 well, years I mean, of this service I think, existing. I think it's 
it's been frowned upon. It's uh, the 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 ability because the government the, the, can't handle it. Well, yeah, but the ability, but this is a this is one of those you know this is one of those things that a lot of people feel very good about going out in public and voting. It's a signal. It's a to sick, show. It's a it, ah, per, patriotic. They get the little "I voted" sticker. Exactly. The, their vir- the whole thing is a virtue signal. Yeah. Well, the left feels the same way about wearing masks, so they should love going out and voting in their mask, their little mm. I obey cloth. Yeah, you would think, but I think they really are that scared, a lot of them. I, I'm not so sure how many of them are actually scared. I think a lot of them are just, they think they can take advantage of this situation. And that's why that one... Who, I think who, they're probably who, scared. There's Some people think this is going to end in November. Because yeah. this because this whole uh, pandemic is all about mail-in voting. <laughs> I don't think so. I and like I like I said, a lot of effort to push mail-in voting. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, it's it's kind of working. You have these is people it? who are they are being told that they shouldn't go out. Oh, they can go protest mm-hmm. uh, mail-in voting, but actually going in November to vote that's not going to work. You don't want to be in the same room with a bunch of sick people. And by I the way, know, and, and and by the way, that's a good question. Um, here in Keene, we have the stupid mask ordinance. Mm-hmm. How are they going to, how is that going to take place in, in, in November? Are they going to mandate that you have to wear a they, mask into the polling area? I can't imagine that they could. I mean, because you can it's still not, use it's not a medical business. objection. Yeah, but it's not a business. They probably exempt themselves from the rules. But you know those cops, the cops stand at the doors. A lot of the cops don't care about the masks. No, they don't. We saw that firsthand. They were yelling at you to put your mask on, and no. they weren't no, even they, wearing they theirs. They just weren't wearing masks Saturday night. Well, yeah, actually, we thanked them, even though they were <laughs> they were threatening some poor guy that got pulled over. Uh, we did thank them for not wearing masks. Well, I mean, you, you don't but have to. But what's up if, about if this? They're is out, it, if they're outside, then they're it's perfectly. Uh, well, no, no. The, if the, you're in a public place conducting business, which you is have what they to call, wear a mask. That's what they call what they do. By the way, conducting. the government calls their the things that they do. We call it criminal, you know, enterprise. Uh, we call Road it robbery, pi- piracy, yeah, extortion, piracy. They call it business. Yeah. Oh, and they have... were out conducting business. Oh, do you have business with the court? No, <laughs> it's, this is not business. I'm not here voluntarily. But they always use that term for what they do. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, it was to that that the cops said something like, "I'm not going to do this with you tonight, sir." That was <laughs> that was great. The whole thing was fantastic. But yeah, they weren't wearing masks. But these are the same people who are going to go out and harass businesses they because will. they're not forcing customers to wear masks. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Take control of the airwaves. Talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Ian, and Conan. And I want to say thank you to Troy, who is tonight's amplifier. This means he's a member of the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can find out more about it and join the program at amp.freetalklive.com. Joining the program gives us money, ideally, that is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Help us get on more radio stations. Help us reach a wider audience. So if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, you might consider joining the AMP program. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. And Troy, we want to thank you for doing that. We hope you continue listening and amplifying the show. We're talking about Trump here, though, who is the master troll. I mean, he's, he's one of them. Yeah. I I don't like Trump one bit as troll far as his policies 9, go. But yeah. <laughs> 
I admire his trolling ability. As someone who spends a lot of their time on the internet trolling yeah. people, Trump, he's a master at yeah. it. Hats he, off to him. Yeah, and and his recent troll is to suggest that it could take years to uh, to come out with the results of the election. So is his contention that the United States postal system is just so inept that it would take them that long to do it? I think that's what he's suggesting. He's saying uh, that he thinks the ballots will just get lost, uh, basically, that the government won't even get them to where they're supposed to go. They lose packages all the time. Yeah. No offense, Conan. <laughs> Hey, I, we we run a tight ship. I think it's I think it's very important to point this out that it's the, all those the, other guys. Well, the, the the post office all over this country are little fiefdoms. Mm -hmm. They're all run by whoever happens to run them, and right. some people are better than are others. Better than others. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we run an extremely tight ship in where we're at. Is there like a postmaster general for every county or town, or like how many or general every post office postmasters are there? Well, we have. Uh, well. Uh, it I know there's it, one in Keene. It depends because they're, a lot of these people are retiring and they're not getting replaced. Ooh. In fact, that's kind of the new guy's, his new policies. He's trying to get rid of as many people as possible, get him to retire early. Because it's all about the pensions, man. That's where the, a lot of the money is going. Uh, and these guys who've been working for you know two, three, four decades, they're making a pretty good tidy little sum mm -hmm. they'd rather re they'd rather replace them with someone like me who's sure. you know as, as a contractor who's hardly making squat right. make good money but it's not like it's not like the guys i cover for yeah you don't have the uh the government bennies no, correct um but uh no we run an extremely tight ship there is no mail laying around mm -hmm. you know at our at our place but from what i'm being told uh these distribution centers i, I don't even know what's going on with these with these clowns they are now explain to me what is a distribution center they're basically hubs a hub. It's a hub where the mail hits, and then they get spread out to the to the to the local the locals. Oh, there's um, one in Nashua, for instance. And I've seen some I've seen some photos of just nothing but just whole warehouses full of carts, mail carts, <sighs> full of packages backed up, backed up. And oh I'm like, God. that's not good because I I also am an Amazon merchant, so I'm shipping out yep. product all the time. And I've you know I'm getting my own horror stories from people like, where's my book at? It's been 15 right. days. It's been 20 days. I'm like, uh, look at the tracking number. It'll tell you exactly where your book is. I didn't. I I mailed it three weeks ago. So sure. so they're they're arguing and fighting over the postal service and its current status, right? Because we know that the postal service. We've been reporting for years about how their budget basically they lose money every single year, right? Like yeah, part of the problem is the stupid pension program, the federal yes. the federal uh, 75 years in advance pension program, which by the way is an, is another. Uh, uh, Ponzi scheme because that mm -hmm. money doesn't exist. That's you know that's post office money. Mm -hmm. But I've always felt that 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 ruling was is intentional not to bankrupt the post office. But that's a lot of free money right there that Congress can just use up and you know buy more missiles and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's something has to happen. Well, the revenue. I, I, I know. I know. I know. Some of my buddies at work don't like the idea, but it it really needs to be privatized. Oh, absolutely, it does. But that it's in a it's in an awkward phase right now where they're losing money hand over fist because the number of regular first class mailings are down significantly. Right? Cause sure. You don't have to send a letter to grandma anymore. You can send her an email. Uh, you can but pay pa your but bills. Packages are way up online. Yeah, packages are up, but it's still not enough to bring them some you know positive revenue. And and the and, and the question is. And Trump keeps saying this, and I'm not. I'm not clear on this. Is uh, have we given Amazon a, a special deal, a special mm -hmm. sweetheart deal? Well, Trump's against and, that, and they're not actually paying 
uh, regular rate. Regular rate. Yeah. Like UPS that's, FedEx. That's what they suspect. But I mean, they but do I mean, seem to be getting priority. I mean, none of the packages that I've gotten from Amazon, I've gotten a lot of them in the last six months or so. None of them have been significantly delayed. Right. I so, mean, may, maybe a week or so, but I'm talking other things from like Kohl's or whatever get delayed by a month, well, two now months, the, three months. Now the conspiracy – so there's right-wing conspiracy theories. There's left-wing conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. They're taking the, they're taking the mail trucks and they're, and they're driving them out into the desert. Uh, and well, apparently what, they're what? – the, what? Who's, this, who's the um, – the actress in True Lies, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. She's snapping a picture of a mail truck on the back of a um, wrecker, <laughs> and she says the guy had a red hat on with white letters. They're <laughs> they're stealing the mail trucks, and she was serious. Uh, at least that, it wasn't on fire, as many of the postal trucks tend to be. Yeah, they, there's about five a day, uh, five a week are going up in flames. Damn. So you bad know, engineering, man. It, they're they're <laughs> like they're like forty, fifty years they're old. old. Yeah. They're old. Yeah, there's an old fleet. Uh, so anyway, the, so you've got this decrepit old organization that is while it, while it's, it's sort of perfect a, for someone like Biden, who is also decrepit yeah, and old. It's not it, he, the postal service. Like I said, we've been looking at them for a long time and how they've been losing money hand over foot. They've had problems forever, but now, now the left is really on the attack because Trump's guy is now the postmaster general. So prior to this new guy coming in within the last, what, month, two months? I mean, three? He's, he's, only, he's, he's only been new. here for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the the woman that was on previously, I guess she quit or retired or something like that. She's like, all right, I'm done. And so now Trump announced his guy to so take over. So the previous over. person was appointed under Obama? Obama, I think. Um, okay. if, I, I could be wrong about that, but sure. sh- sh- it was a name I'd seen for a few years, so she was there for a while. It was a chick, Megan something or other, I think it was. What, what does this person do? They're a head bureaucrat, so it's a okay. political It's a political. <laughs> he's position. making a lot, Paperwork of, he's making a lot of changes as we speak, and a lot of people aren't happy about it. By the way, the... Uh, the well, what kind of changes? That's because that's an important question. Something about how if the mail doesn't get there in time... At the distribution centers, if the trucks aren't supposed to wait around, waiting for all the packages, mm-hmm. they're supposed to leave, and it's just going to sit there till the next day. Mm-hmm. He's thinking it's going to save money because no, that's that's going to make everyone angry. There's a lot of uh, overtime changes. You can't do overtime anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just going to have to, you know, wait till tomorrow to deliver your mail, yep. uh, and and that might actually save money because, like I said, the, one of the bigger problems is the pensioners and these old guys, these old clowns. Who are racking up the overtime yeah. and they're they're making hand over money over hand over fist and it's you well know. remember the government the postal service can't change its business model in any significant manner unless Congress approves the proposal so it's not like the postal service can have their board of directors get together and say all right we're cutting back from six day a week delivery to three days that would fix it all that would fix everything but they can't it would slow down delivery. Yeah, I don't care about fixing the postal system. I'm a consumer. I care about getting my packages on time. I think they would deliver packages all week, but it's the mail. It's the letters that no one actually uses. Well, there's more to the conflict between these different sides coming up. How would you fix the postal system? 855-450-3733. Divi's been a pretty good investment for Free Talk Live. Their ad campaign started in September 2019, and from mid-March to mid-July, the values soared by 10 times. It's not too late. Divi's new wallet 
hasn't even released yet, and other things are happening that I can't even say on the radio. If you want to invest and potentially do well, go to DiviProject.org. I can tell you that FTL is deepening its partnership with the guys from DiviProject.org. Past performance is not an indication of future profit. DiviProject.org. D-I-V-I Project.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight is Aria, Conan, and Ian. And we're talking about Trump because this is the wettest one we've ever seen from the standpoint of the water. Trump, huh? of, Trump, of course, said that uh, about the hurricane that hit Dallas. So he's on video on the White House lawn saying this, right? This is the wettest one we've ever seen oh from the God. standpoint of the water. The only thing wow. worse than that is Joe Biden's lengthy little thing about kids stroking his leg hair and learning about roaches. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> the Very whole thing strange. is weird. But Trump, when he's not having senile moments, is on Twitter trolling people. Or just in front of news agents Mm -hmm. trolling people. And he's been at it again, evidently, suggesting that because of the ineptitudes of the USPS system, it might take years before we learn the results of the 2020 election. And of course, this has people up in arms because every four years we go through this. What if the president loses and doesn't step down? Yep. Every time. Every single time. Happened with Bush. Happened happened with Obama. It did. And the same people who insisted that Obama would never do that are now terrified that Trump would do it. And the same people Mm -hmm. who insisted that Bush would never do it were terrified that Obama would do it. And it's like, it doesn't really seem to matter. And of course, every election is the most important one of our lifetimes. Yep. Which is how they they browbeat you into not voting for a different candidate or something different, right? Right. Because it's too important to risk losing by voting for Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen. Oh, no, this is the Those most the important. Yes, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Yep, they're Every always time. claiming that. And now you've got the people on the left who are claiming the, that Trump is trying to undermine the Postal Service. Uh, the, his president's remarks came, according to businessinsider.com, as concern grew or has been growing about Trump's refusal to provide the U.S. Postal Service with a funding increase to cope with an expected surge in ballots delivered by post and his repeated attempts to seed doubts about the integrity of mail-in voting. So apparently people on the left want Trump to somehow grant uh, maybe there's going to be a, a bill or something to give money to the Postal Service for election services or whatever, and they're worried that Trump is going to stand in the way uh, of that. Now, of course... The Postal Service hasn't been receiving money for postal services from the government for a long time, right, Conan? I mean, it's basically a semi-independent, semi-private agency. They, If they receive money from the government, doesn't it go to the pension fund and not to operations? Well, the, the big... The, here's, how, here's how the post office makes money from the government. Basically, all their buildings are tax-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... No rent. So no rent. How similar that is to churches. And they have uh, they have uh, government grants, or not grants, but uh, loans, 
interest mm-hmm. interest free loans I see. that uh, so if you if you count that into the equation then they do make money they do take money but no they're not yeah. they're not getting any money they're not getting anything like the last stimulus post office didn't get any money well before we get too deeply into this article let's go to the phones we've got John calling John you're on free talk live hey how is everyone doing in this evening hey what's on your mind yeah you can't troll a troll how so you certainly can. You just have to be better at trolling than they are. Oh, well, I mean the master troll. He's he's untrollable. You think Trump's the master troll? Maybe. A lot of people do. Uh, but uh, as far as eating dogs go, I've had that before. It wasn't that great. And uh, Where'd you have it? I wasn't able to, to, let, I wasn't able to uh, tell the girl after I had a taste that it wasn't very good. You never call back. I think that's a bad sex joke, and I don't think you're talking about real dogs. Uh, thanks anyway, John. Uh, work Some on your pretty lame jokes tonight. Yeah, I, I did not get that one. <laughs> I didn't catch that was a joke. I was just like, okay, you he ordered was at a restaurant. A, he was and calling he, her a dog. Yeah, yeah, saying he ate her. Yeah. And- yeah, so I get it. Back. Okay. Just I, it just had to be explained okay, because yeah. it was such a terrible <laughs> was joke. Yeah, that was I, awful. I don't know if that was the same guy who called earlier with another bad joke, but we had a terrible joke earlier in the show as well. John, I'm embarrassed for you. I hope you're embarrassed for <laughs> you're you. You're going to need to level up on your trolling <laughs> abilities there. Yeah, that that was um, embarrassing. So, getting back to an actual troll, someone who's actually good at trolling people and not yeah. just making terrible jokes. Uh, according to Business Insider, they say there's been an increase in the number of Americans, uh, or they're expecting a massive increase in the number of Americans to cast mail-in votes this year. The New York Times found that 76% of Americans are eligible to cast their ballot by post. I guess under current rules, there are, you know, 76% of the population can already do this. As he trails in the polls to presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, which aren't they having the convention this week? I think they started it, what, yesterday or something like that? Uh, aren't I don't know. Do- I'm just amazed they're paying any attention. I, I can promise you that Trump, he, he lied about polls constantly in 2016. Mm-hmm. But I can promise you that at this point, Trump is not paying any attention to the polls because they all said he was going to lose and they're saying it to again. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and they're saying and, the same thing again. Yes, and people are like, oh, but the polls say he's going to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. they said that last time, you idiot. Every single poll said that. And he won. Yes. Yeah. The Dem- Democratic National Convention started yesterday, and it goes to the 20th. What is the name of that guy at 538, Nate Silver, or something like that? He's a statistician. Statistician. Thank you. And, uh, you know, he predicted Trump with a 5% chance to win the election Mm. because of everything that the polls said and that Hillary was a sure thing. Nope. And she lost. So so your polls Polls are useless. Yep. Trump uh, has claimed that mail-in voting is exposed to widespread fraud. They say that claim is dismissed by election officials and so-called experts. While admitting the Postal Service can't cope with an expected increase in postal votes, Trump refuses to authorize $25 billion funding increase for the agency demanded by the Democratic Party as part of a coronavirus relief package. At the briefing, Trump also defended Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, a Trump donor that was appointed to the role in May, who has introduced a series of controversial reforms that critics say have reduced the service's capacity to process and deliver mail in a timely way. So the theory is that this is a purposeful thing. that They're trying to undermine the Postal Service. Numerous states seeking to expand mail-in voting have been told by the Postal Service there is not enough time before November 3rd to process 
all the mail-in ballots, according to between NBC now News. and November the third, there's not enough time. That is bullcrap. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That is that. No, it's no, it's not. It's it's totally possible. I've been I've been yeah. mailing uh, absentee ballots to customers all week for the last for the last month. It. I mean, if you have a whole month in advance, you're only talking about one letter per person. It's, it's totally doable. And Trump said when asked I mean, isn't about... isn't that a drop in the bucket compared yeah, to USPS's yeah, normal services? I deliver thousands of letters a day. Right. This it's is ridiculous to claim that they couldn't do it. Uh, and again, not everyone and is not going everyone's to going to vote. Right. Well, not everyone's going to vote, number one. Of those who are registered to vote, remember, it's like, what, half Americans are registered to vote or something like that? or I don't know how many it is, but it's, a, it's not even all of the United States. Oh, of course not. Uh, so only so many are registered and only so many are going to vote. And I think you may get around like half of them showing up to the polls. And so, you know, what percentage are actually going to use the mail-in voting? I don't know. But Trump said of his appointee, Mr. DeJoy, he said, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I can only (laughs) tell you he's a very smart man, he said. Shouldn't Trump be able to tell you what he's doing? Why? Why would he know? He's the guy who appointed him. Uh, Well, he's his boss. How many bureaucrats (laughs) do you think this guy has appointed? He's got probably dozens of people underneath him. Uh, in a, stat- a statement Saturday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Trump is, quote, openly working to destroy the post office and sabotage its ability <laughs> to deliver absentee ballots in time to be counted. All patriots, Democrats, independents, or Republicans should reject the president's assault on the postal system in this election season. <laughs> Pelosi and other top Democrats. Very well read. I, I can just hear I don't know what hy- she sounds like. So. Yeah, I can just hear the hysteria and fear, though. Yeah, that's my hysterical, worried lady. Uh, Pelosi and other Democrats are considering bringing the House back early to address the crisis, according to Axios. Conan, is there a crisis beyond the ordinary crisis? We're, ru- we're running out of money. It's, I've, I've, but that's not new. I've, hey, I've no, been so. talking to my people for the longest time. What we need to do is become our own little fiefdom, uh, start a credit union there, a barber shop. Uh, everyone comes to get their mail. It'll work. We could do it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three. Through this eight five five four five zero three. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria, Ian, and Conan. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com because they've launched a trading platform. And you can find it at local.bitcoin.com. It allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted, which means you finally have a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Mortified Penguin calling using the Discord server. You can find it at discord.freetalklive.com, by the way. So if you want to sound like you're sitting here in the studio with us, that's the way to go about it. Mortified Penguin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I hope my um, audio sounds great. Sounds um, excellent. Call- nice. I wanted to call tonight about, uh, like I said, truth claims. Um, so uh, basically, uh, I was reacting to somebody uh, today that was uh, talking about uh, someone, you know, openly saying uh, we're pushing a, a, a narrative 
for our agenda. You know, they said that in, in the media. And, I, you know, I, I wonder, you know, people make these claims. That that's a bad thing. That's one of those bad words you're not supposed to do. But I'm not sure really who makes claims or advocates a cause. Or Dude, I gotta, I'm not following claims about what? what? What are you talking about? Well, I, I actually don't know what the subject matter was. It was on a news program, but I don't know who makes claims or advocates an agenda or anything without having a narrative. I think there's narratives behind anybody who basically transmits information or talks about anything. Um, kind of you mean, the idea. There's, there's so, yes. an agenda and a purpose behind every action and every statement is essentially yeah. the argument that you're making. Yeah. And so people kind of have want to claim that they want they make this claim that they want the unvarnished truth. I just want the truth. I don't want a bunch of well, spin, but there's an agenda behind opening your mouth. You know, like you said, like you said, there's an agenda behind making the choice to open your mouth to talk about something. There's always a narrative. I don't, we should think we should treat that as a, as a bad thing. And I mean, kind of the, what, what good you can get, you can gather from, kind of a, a postmodernist view is that all claims made up about truth or fact, you know, have should be examined because they all have some, some context behind them, some reason the person's making the claim and making it in the way that they are. So, I mean, I don't see the idea that there's that we, that, you know, we want this mythical world where that it's just effects because there's no such thing out in the world in just effects. Nobody, nobody tells you anything or informs you because uh, with objective dry effects. And frankly, well, there when are it comes no to the media, nobody's demanding. There are only subjective interpretations. I think. I think yeah, I would like a. Saying, I think I would like sure. a healthy dose of the two, uh, and maybe even more on the fact. Lean more towards the facts. Uh, the than, subjective than, interpretation. Than the bias. The bias and the na- uh, personal narrative out there, and the, you know, which is what it really feels like. You have a lot of fear mongering taking place right now, and people, you know, scaring the bejesus out of each other. And some people are make are you know follow the money in this case follow the narrative and you'll get to the point of what a lot of this is actually le- that's actually leading us. I Wait. want more facts, dude. Well, you think it's yeah, all about like Bill Gates and stuff, right? It's there, it's a, it, uh, there are a bunch of different entities who are taking advantage of this. Lots and lots. Bill Gates is one of them. Big Pharma is one. Democrats are one. Republicans are Republicans one. are Republicans. definitely one. But uh, yeah, but go, go. I'm, I'm making a broader claim. I'm saying that I don't think that there there is such thing as, as dry facts, subjective truth, with, without without you know an agenda, a reason, a, a framing of, of of the facts, uh, context in which you present them. There's not just thing as dry, plain, objective facts. I mean, there can be an encyclopedia. That's what you just said, right? Or that everything's subjectively yes. interpreted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, I mean, people have this kind of. Uh, you know, thing like I just want the the plain facts. Well, you can go on, you can go get the plain facts from a, a, a table of raw data, but um, well, you know, everything love, is based uh, on interpretation. That's not comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people aren't they're not happy to hear that. You know, there there are no there are no facts, there are no real truths, there are only interpretations of object of mm-hmm. external stimuli. People don't like that because they want certainty in their lives. They're mm-hmm. scared to death, literally. Of the uncertain, which is why they fear death. Have this idea no. that they can't have the truth, they can't know the truth, it's beyond their ability to handle emotionally because they're terrified of the uncertainty of being able to say, I don't know this, mm. but I believe it. Yeah, fear, fear is a new virtue, for real. Or it's become one in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. True. But I, I say that ultimately people 
just drop the pretense that there's such thing as an as objective truth that someone's going to pre- prevent present you the absolute unvarnished objective truth and realize we all we live in a world of like uncertainty of nuance of of context and everything and just question every claim of truth and fact from anyone especially in a good plan yeah that's why i'm a nihilist man I wish more people would do it as well. I have to agree, Mortified Penguin. I wish that more people would open their eyes to the possibility of saying, hey, you know, I don't know, Mm. but I believe. It's ultimately agnosticism. You can, whether or not you can know a thing or whether or not you believe a thing, I happen to fall on the side of the nihilist. You can't know anything. You can believe it, and you may have certain subjective experiences leading you to feel rational in believing it, but it's still just a belief. I think I think you can know things, but it's going to be on that Dunning Kruger um, level. Whereas, you know, how much of that f- information do you actually know? Are you are you on Mount Stupid still, or do you have you been something you you've been working on for the last twenty years, and so you know more than the average human being? I but think there's it, still no way of ascertaining whether or not the stuff that you quote know is in fact representative of reality. If it's getting you through the day. Exactly. If it's, but you if don't it's, know. It's a belief. Well, if right? it's if it's say working on cars, you're an auto mechanic, and you have great experience getting broke ass cars to work again. Sure. So you know that on some level, uh, you, you don't you, know that. Uh, you understand. You believe that. You could very well be a floating mind in a jar, imagining the entire thing. Yeah, but if the car is getting, and you're the advocate of simulation theory here. You don't know that. You believe it to be true based on what your experiences are, based on what your senses are telling you, but you still have no way of verifying that what your senses are telling you is actually accurate to reality. According to the simulation, if the car gets fixed at the end of the afternoon, the simulation made that happen because using the simulation's rules in this world that we're in. Right, but it's a simulation and not reality. But if, but if the car got fixed and you made it happen, then you, on some level, you do have an understanding of being an automatic being an, uh, uh, an efficient auto mechanic in this simulation that is governed that governs the rules of how this car will get fixed well let's keep going with the phones we've got alex <laughs> calling from florida alex you're on free talk live hey how y'all doing hey what's on your mind fake accent um, go ahead i would have a few questions first things first um who would you pick of the president of the united states this term I would pick between the major party candidates, Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen, the libertarian candidates. Okay. I, I wouldn't pick any of them. Um, I, yeah. I, I, say, I say no more presidents. I like that answer. Yeah. I say secession now. You New Hampshire should leave New, uh, the U.S. LRN.FM. It, it was very in the background, so you uh, may have actually drowned him out. I was but, talking, yeah. yeah. So anyway... Yes, so secession. Yeah, secession. Um, t- I'm tired. I mean, it was an I'm... obvious fake accent. Plus, he's watching on YouTube. That that is the Hi, sign. My right name's there. Max. <laughs> I'm from Florida. I'd like to ask y'all a question. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to this um, article. Actually, well, that actually, was a better accent than his. That was much better. That, was yours Florida though? <laughs> no, I don't I know. Would, I would have called yours like. We have we have rednecks in Florida. Oh God, yeah, oh for yeah. sure. But, we but also the have... Florida redneck accent is different well, from I suspect the Georgia it's... redneck accent. Well, but I suspect it's right. I, I suspect Central Florida is going to be a different accent than North Florida, in the same way that Maine has a different accent than like Boston or whatever. Right? And Vermont like has its own unique accent yeah. that no one else is using. There's, that's how it is up here. 
and I think it's the same way down there. But I haven't spent enough time in those places. I you know I lived in West Coast Florida, which isn't real Florida, because anything that's west of the interstate on the West Coast is basically New York. Because it's full of New Yorkers. Okay. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot there, like, How of, in the hell does that work, man? A lot of snowbirds <laughs> yeah. in Florida. I mean, yeah, we work with one here on the show. I mean, Mark, mm-hmm. every time it yeah. gets cold, he's like, oh, it's time for me he's to go to Florida. He's already <laughs> heading down there at the end of August. It's not even cold yet. I think, is he? Wow. Yeah, that's what he early. Said. Wow. So early. He's going down and he's coming back. And he's, you know, he does he, he He's doing the Mark thing. Yeah. yeah. Is he moving to the Marianas again? Or? He was moving to the Marianas, and then he wasn't, and now he is moving to the Marianas Oh, again. he is again? Yes. Okay. I'll be excited to see if this actually plays out. Yes. We'll see. Well, it seems to be playing out without <laughs> Mark being there. I mean, they... Oh, wait, no. Wait. I think the latest was that he's not moving to the Marianas until he can get there without having to wear a mask. Okay, well... Because he supports wearing masks, but he doesn't want to wear a mask. That's really confusing. It's I'm I'm very confused. It, it sounds right up Mark's alley yeah. though. 855-450-3733. This is free talk. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And college campuses are returning, evidently, or students are returning to college campuses, rather. And hundreds of COVID-19 cases are being reported, as anyone would have predicted, I mean, it was always going to be inevitable when things reopened, including college campuses, that there was going to be a spike in COVID-19 cases. That was the whole point of the six months of lockdowns that we've endured to flatten the curve, as they say. But before we get too deeply into this article, let's go to the phones. We've got Dave calling from New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Aria. Uh, So I wanted to update the world on the latest entry into the... uh annals of uh, government collective punishment uh this is a small abuse but we should report every abuse that they uh engage in the uh so uh, in merrimack uh because of all the you know places you can't go and all the things that are closed people have been going to a park and then they start going in larger and larger numbers and pretty soon there was so many people that everybody wanted them to you know the police to do something about all those people who were using the park 
<clears throat> so they've shut it down, barricaded it. Um, there was incidents where people were rowdy with police, supposedly. And now everyone is banned from using the park they paid for. So this is Merrimack County in New Hampshire, right? Uh, Merrimack, the town of New Hampshire, which okay, I guess I is in Merrimack County. County. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it has a park there. And because, I mean, bars and stuff, they're, they're going to be open there, aren't they? I mean, the people uh, well, do have I mean, things to do that aren't go to the park, right? I don't know. I'm not I mean, saying they're it, wrong to want to go. There are things to do, but it's all more restricted than it used to be. Some people don't like going to a bar with a mask on. Uh, so, you know, it's like it's just the same as there, there was another problem that there, I tried to get to this remote trail. It wasn't that remote, but uh, for the uh, for the Manchester area, it was probably the most remote trailhead in, Man- in you know, within 30 miles of Manchester is on a very uh, underused road. Uh, and because of the lockdown, people just crammed that they allegedly crammed that road and made this to comp- this backwater road that gets one car an hour. Suddenly it was jam packed with with people because they were locked down and they wanted to do something. You know, they they were allowed to hike, supposedly, but they just you, you get you get up near the trailhead and they, they just close the road, a block, a public road. Yeah, all of so, our, Dave, all of our parks here in Keene in the area are also closed, but everyone's parking up at the at the road on the highway, and they just walk down to the to wherever you know to the either the river or the the, the lake. So the parking area of the park is closed, but the park itself hasn't been barricaded. They had their fence, they had their gate up, preventing you from getting your vehicle down to the actual park. So you park on the highway mm-hmm. and you walk down. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. What a least, great idea. And, yeah, just keep people from going outside to make them more healthy. Well, yep. they're going out. They're just not. They just have to park at the at the entrance rather than inside the park. Yeah, some of them are. But I mean, but, but they're, you know, they're just making it more. They're more making it. One thing you don't do to Americans in in the year twenty twenty is make it more difficult to exercise. Apparently, you do do that. That's happening in a lot of cities where they're telling people that they're not allowed to go uh, beyond a certain distance from their home if they're going to go out no and way. exercise. I mm-hmm. haven't heard this. I forget which city it was, but uh, it's, it's like a bigger city You're not allowed thing. to travel more than X distance from your home? Yeah, it's like New York City or Chicago or one of those uh, real big ones. You're not allowed to go too far. You can go out, sl- slave, but you just can't go too far. And Make sure that you put on a mask if you're going to come within six feet of anybody else while you're running and people still live in these places well they're leaving in apparently fairly large numbers but yes a lot of people still live in the in big cities my sister moved back she had moved uh, to another state temporarily during covid to hide out and then moved back Hmm. well it's i've heard that uh, uh... go ahead dave that right now, or at least over the last five or ten years, we've been they call someone called it the largest population movement in human history that's been going on in the United States from certain types of states to other states. Uh, I don't I don't remember where I heard that, but it was somewhere credible. I think it might have been Reason Magazine or something like that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about. Are it. you saying that's specific to this last year, or are you saying over the last several years? No, it'd be more like over the last ten years. And are, and are you talking about people fleeing big cities and moving out into the to rural areas? Well, I got the impression it was more like fleeing high taxes to low taxes, mm-hmm. which would be similar. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, the higher taxes usually are in the the the, 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 the heavily populated cities. Yeah, and there's going to be a larger exodus now because of uh, the the COVID situation. A lot of people are are leaving. Some people are leaving out of fear. 
Others are leaving out of frustration, but you are going to see uh, more exits from the cities. Yeah, just I look, mean, haven't just we seen that here in Keene where just about any house that goes on the market is sold almost immediately? That's been true in this neighborhood. I mean, Yeah, I that's what... That's what Mark Warden told me. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a realtor for the Free Staters here. They're snatching them up. They yeah. go they go quick. Yep, like hotcakes. Well, Dave, thank you so much for the call. Who knows how all of this is going to continue to develop? But I mean, closing parks is an absurd idea. Meanwhile, they're opening college campuses uh, per with some restrictions, right? You, oh yeah, you can't give hugs. No and- hugs. No parties. <laughs> Uh, apparently we were reading another story about a uh, college campus is not allowing students to leave the area. So actually it was last night we were covering is it can't leave the campus. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's called a COVID bubble. So you're allowed to leave, but only if you have a really good reason. So if your grandpa's dying, they might let you leave for that reason. Um, if you have a medical appointment, you should be allowed to leave for that reason. But with the exception of those very limited circumstances, you are expected to stay within a four-mile uh, perimeter, I guess, that's that's surrounding uh, the college in question. And it's not just that college that's using that terminology of the COVID bubble. So the idea is to keep all the students on campus because if they go off campus, then they could encounter some nasty thing and bring it back in. Absolutely despicable. Let's yeah. keep going with the phones. We've got Jake calling from Alabama. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, hey, and there's a tracing app, too. Hey, Mark, how does it feel to be alive? LRN.FM. But Mark isn't here. Well, he also said the F word. Well, he so, did say that, but yeah. I, I don't know what the rest right. of it was going to be. Was that a different guy? That, yes. No, that, I think he called. He sounded familiar. They all sound the same, though. They all sound like But I mean, like why they're all... Something's, something's going down. Well, it's so, been going on for days. I mean, every now and then, these uh, people who are basically alt-writers uh, or right-wingers or whatever you want to call them, but basically people that sound like they're as young as 14 to as old as, you know, 21 or something like that, they have their little club online wherever it is that they hang out and they like to call our show because they know that we'll let anybody on the air Mm. yeah but we also have a dump button i mean they don't care i don't think they understand the. the they're watching on the internet anyway true and And it doesn't affect that correct the video feeds are not affected by the dump button yeah so but that's fine because we're not going to get taken off the air on the video feeds because of the dumb crap that these people are saying. Right. Whereas radio stations have the FCC to deal with, so we got to protect them. So the super majority of our audience never gets to hear what they say because you also hit the dump button on our internet streams. Correct. So we dump both radio and the internet streams. So the only people who get to hear what they say are basically their own buddies and they can make their little clips out of it or whatever it is that they do. I don't know what it is they do, man. They, they don't enjoy themselves i know the one thing least. they don't do they don't actually go out with a girl that's definitely not <laughs> happening i i would agree that yeah i can't imagine being uh so miserable at 14 years old that instead of you know playing a video game or skateboarding or hanging out with friends or whatever i was calling a radio show yeah and they were on, doing this lame crap before covid so it's not like we can yeah, say this is not new yeah nothing is new about this no. it's been going on for a long time this is just a resurgent of old crap yeah it comes back from time to time yeah because apparently people have nothing better to do with their lives. Well, I mean, than... we all had our, our phases, right? Except we might have done things a little differently. I, I wasn't crank calling radio shows, but, you know, I've done a few crank calls in my day. I don't I, know if I have. I don't think I have either. Oh, I, don't, really? I don't like okay. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't like it or dislike it. I just never got into it. I always had something else I would rather do instead. 
So. I did some with an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard that was pretty fun. I bet that was. And fun. I was actually probably 20 at the time. 855-450-3733. This is free. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, and you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. Yes, even if you're an idiot, you can call in and talk to us. That's 855-450-FREE, as in uh, free to call in and be an idiot. So anyway, from mid-March Freedom has its to, downsides. It does. From mid-March to mid-July, Divi, the new easy-to-use cryptocurrency that we've been promoting, increased in value by more than 10 times. Nothing is stopping Divi from increasing exponentially again, and in fact, that's their goal. Divi's price jumped 10 times in correlation with the release of their beta wallet. Will Divi go up further when the wallet is fully released? I don't know, but at Free Talk Live, we're happy with our decision to hook up with Divi a year ago. You can go to DiviProject.org and begin earning Divi by starting a masternode or staking Divi. They even have a lottery for people who stake the coin. Opportunity has knocked every day here on Free Talk Live since last September. Will you answer? DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. And now we go to the phones because it's our favorite caller. Conan, steal yourself up. Be prepared. It's James (laughs) from Arizona. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Wow. Hi, guys. On behalf of you boob-tube viewing audience, drag, drag queen James, I'd like to thank you for not going topless. I, well, I, I would love to, but Twitch doesn't care for that, with. and I don't want to get the LRN Studio banned again. You're man on the Internet to begin with. Thank you. That's very kind. Mm. I, I don't identify as it's a man, so truth. I'm not trying to look like he says as he's touching himself. Soul. I'm not talking about what you look like. You said I'm the ugliest I'm man, right? I'm rotten soul. Oh, okay. You're an ugly being in every way that matters. Thank you. Don't ever forget that because it's true. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, that means a lot to me, cry? James. Oh, Ian Bernard. What's the badge number and name of that cop that actually gave you the time of day since that you're sitting next to a person that calls them pigs? Who is he talking about? about uh, I think he's talking about the cop huh? that I spoke with today. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. So he like stalks your Twitter and stuff to too? Leader? What? I'm sorry, What's what? That? I missed what you were saying. What What's did you his say? Name again? I'm not going to tell you. What's his name again? Oh, why not? Because it's none of your business. Free talk live. That officer was speaking to me off the record. Boy. Off the record, really. Yeah. yeah. You don't want him to lose his job. I didn't record that. He yeah, should. I didn't record anybody that interaction. That time of day that has a, anybody that gives you the time of day that has a gun and a badge. Isn't that amazing, James? I mean, it totally goes against your. Not have a gun or yeah, I mean, it totally goes against your worldview. James, shut up for a second. He won't. Uh, it totally goes against James's oh, worldview because he calls here incessantly and says, "Oh, you know, if you got arrested, or if uh, some psychopath got arrested for uh, murdering you, you hold on, think, James. Yeah, no one would care about it. No one would care if that happened. Well, and so it, it can't. He can't understand that a cop would actually have a conversation with me because James doesn't understand that I actually have." human relations with the police and that i don't think uh that all cops are terrible human beings i think that they are just people and they're people who've been lied to 
and they're people who are believing propaganda and they're making a mistake in a lot of cases. They're I mean, I more often than not, I I pity cops. Yeah. You know, I, I don't right. hate them. I pity them because they they probably did get into it, th- th- wanting to make so. the world a better place, wanting to put murderers and rapists behind bars. I think almost all of them did, with the exception of the true psychopaths who are actually there to murder people. Yeah. What do you think, James? Are some of the cops out there good people who have just been lied to? James? I know far many far more. He had to take his hand out of his pants. That are all decent human beings, unlike (laughs) you, James Demezio, or however you say your last name, and that Pennsylvania. Hey, I thought you respect the state. She changed her name. And if I were to break your neck, Ian Bernard, Aria would call the cops. He wouldn't take care of himself. He called the pigs because he's a POS, just like Conan, the toilet paper boy delivery boy right there. You got it. He can't find a real job. Ah, oh, James. I've got you're... lots of real jobs, James. You are infinitely entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. You know, to his credit, he's better than the other guys who called <laughs> last night. I mean, he's not trolling. Yeah, he's just hateful. We didn't have to dump his call, at least. I mean, That's at least true. he didn't say the F word or something. And we got a lot of really good laughs yeah. out of it. James, thank Thanks, you so James. much. Never stop being you. Unless it's to become a, a decent person, in which case, go ahead and yeah. stop being you. That would be, be cool. nice. I'd it, be happy to find out that James actually had a turn to the good. But if you're ruling that out forever, then then don't change, for sure. <laughs> Let's keep going to the phones. We got Kirby from Indiana. Kirby, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thank God. Some intelligence. Hey, all right. First of all, let me just say James is a moron. <laughs> thank you. Uh, secondly, I got accosted by the by a self-appointed mask cop yesterday. Uh-oh. I got on the bus. Guy gets on an African dude. He looks at the brother sitting across from him. And says, hey, pull your mask up. And the idiot did it. It's on him. Then he looks at me and goes, hey, do you have a mask? I ignored him because I'm <laughs> trying not to get in a fight on right. the bus. A couple minutes later, he turns around, points at his face and goes, hey, you need to put a mask on. So I showed him my middle finger <laughs> again, trying not to get a fight, get into a fight. Right? Don't you know this moat gets up and goes to get the bus driver? tells him he's not i'm not wearing a mask the driver stops i show him my paperwork and then i had to tell kunta to uh mind his business don't you know this <laughs> fool wanted to fight wow so keep your mask up so you can stop like people from getting hurt or else i'm gonna hurt you <laughs> right so what was the paperwork yeah, you yeah. had to show the bus driver I have a doctor's statement that says that I have a difficult time breathing. Are you in one of the uh, states that require that? Yeah. Because I know, like Connecticut, yeah. you now have to have a written statement from a doctor saying that. Oh man, that's that's so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's a violation yeah, I, of HIPAA, I, as I understand it. Yeah, it's it. I was waiting on somebody to ask me why it is I have trouble breathing because I was going to call a lawyer immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't even care. I mean, we talked about this last week with rape victims having difficult times wearing a mask because it triggers flashbacks and it triggers the PTSD from having been raped. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Public health. Yeah. Mm. I can't imagine being so insane that I approach a rape victim and demand that they relive their trauma. Oh, but that's the thing. These people don't know. 
who the rape victims are and who they aren't. So I try to just, err on the side of caution by not going up to people and demanding right. they relive traumatic by, experiences. By staying out of people's business, you yes. won't have that problem. But these busybodies, like uh, Kirby's describing, the man on the bus, anybody that he sees without a mask on, he's made it his personal mission to give them a hard time. And so it's not like he would know if there was a rape victim because usually they're not wearing it on their sleeve. Yeah. You know, I was raped, yeah. little sticker. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So, Kirby, how did this play out? Um, well, the bus got to where I was going. I went up to the front of the bus and made sure to tell Kunta again to mind his business. <laughs> and uh, the bus driver's like, man, you need to get off my bus. Like, no, you need to control your passenger. Because mm. if he walked up on me, I'd have had to take that as a threat. Sure. And, I mean, I don't blame you because... Thank goodness you didn't get in a fight. Yeah. Kirby, thank you so much for the call. That's a horrible experience. A lot of this, a lot of these altercations do lead to violence because you do have passengers like that who want to fight. They're angry. They're outraged. How dare you not comply with what they demand? And they will fight you over it. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in free not to listen to random people who want to tell me. From news.bitcoin.com. Chinese banks limit customers' ability to buy gold. Chinese flooding and potential dam collapse threatens many Bitcoin operations. Withdrawals from crypto exchanges increase, indicating perhaps more people are holding their coin for themselves. Tentative agreement met to stabilize Bitcoin cash mining in conjunction with the currency's third birthday. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, and you can call in and talk about anything that is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Conan, and Ian, and evidently, frontline warriors, as Conan once called them. I don't know. Do you still use that terminology? No. <laughs> okay. That's no. good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, well, uh, people that's, who, not, that's not what I used. I can't even remember what I used to call them. You Front, called them frontline warriors. Uh, I remember because I called you yeah, on Oh, it. no, no. Essential warriors. Oh, it's, no, you said frontline warriors. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called frontline anybody. Oh, I'm almost positive you did. But anyway. It, basically, everyone who never shut down. We continued to work every day through this stupid pandemic, and we didn't get none of that uh Unemployment. Do you guys have the heroes signs up at the post office? At at our facility, no. Okay. You know, like like every every other business here in Keene, heroes work here. Yeah. Not big every old business. Business. No. The place at which I work would never have that crap up. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so offensive to like people who are actual heroes because if you're doing heroic work, you don't have to point it out. Yeah. Right. If if you're a hero. Someone else will acknowledge that about you and say that you're a hero for doing X, whatever it was, you know, running into a building to save a you know child from a, a flaming you know pyre or whatever. Uh, but now in front of the county building here in Keene, New Hampshire, is a big long string of single letters in on posts in the ground that spells "heroes work here." It takes up a good chunk <laughs> of the full 
like of their building, which is this is in, the in front of a government building. Yeah, right in front so of the county so building. So the government employees are like, "Hey, we're heroes." That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's exactly that what that's absolutely disgusting. That's exactly what that stupid blue line down Marlboro Street is. That's the same thing, but it's not as obvious. It's not there now, is it? Because uh, I think of the they repainted it. They repainted it every year. It's been there for yeah. two years now. At least two. It feels like longer. Well, I know I went and I spoke out against it, and uh, I know some of the you know one of the one of the big conservatives here in town actually spoke out against it as well. Yeah. Um, but the, this was one Whose of whose idea was that? It was the, probably the same guy who spearheaded the mask ordinance. Probably. Uh, well, no, he he. The city sp- council passed it. Yeah, he didn't spearhead it, but he was definitely in a huge, uh, hugely in favor of it. So they were just one day like, "Hey, we should paint a blue strip down Marlboro Street." No, they it's saw just... they saw another municipality do it. Yep, and one of the neighboring states, that. and they, this is they, this is what they do. They get ideas from each yep. other, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we this... love the police. We should paint a blue line." They're heroes. We have to we have to show them that they're heroes we and that they're out police. there putting their lives on the line for us, for us sheep. And so they get these crazy ideas, these kooky ideas, and they say, and they'll say stuff like, "Well, in it was it, donated paint, exactly. So okay. I'll donate the money to buy the paint, which never actually happened, by the way. Oh, of really? course not. But um, how long do you think it would take, hypothetically, to get a bunch of black spray paint? It's a long, it's a long road. That's a long strip of road. <laughs> now, if it was just right there in front of the, you know, the police department, yeah. But no, they did the whole dang road, yeah. man. And it, and it just, it just. It bugs me. It bugs me every time I drive down the road. By the way, change of subject. I finally put two and two together. I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary, of course. Kirby was definitely using a derogatory term in that last segment. But we were trying to put two and two together. He kept calling the guy on the bus Kunta. The yeah, and, and, was I was, and, and I'm like, but Kunta was a good guy. It was If it was from, a derogatory term, would be to call him Toby. Kunta Kinte was the character from a show called Roots. Roots, right? correct. Well, what it, it's, it's definitely derogatory. And it's it's basically to call someone out as fresh off the boat. Okay. And on top of that, coming to America, Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. The, his, his nemesis was calling him Kunte the whole time. <laughs> so that's I just had to go there. Okay. This yeah, is, I was curious about that. This is not something that we can use, no. by the way. So it, <laughs> Kirby, you keep you keep using it. That's you, man. We uh we're gonna stay away from that. Yeah. That's good. That's a good way to get knifed. So, on the subject of heroes, evidently, uh, the heroes at uh, grocery stores throughout the United States are now suffering battle fatigue and may need to get a rest from their deployment for a few months. Is that correct? Well, the story is from the Houston Chronicle at cron.com. Actually, originally uh, from the Washington Post, so they syndicated it, which means we can actually read it because the Washington Post has a uh, nasty paywall. So, here's the story. This spring, for the first time, Angel Manners found purpose and pride at the supermarket where she has worked the past decade. Customers praised her God, that is so depressing. Why? Pride and purpose at working at a grocery store? Well, the sad part is she only found it this spring after having worked there for a decade. I mean, someone's got to work at a grocery store, without a doubt. But, I mean... Some people may actually like it. Yeah. Right? I don't ever look at somebody's job, even if I wouldn't want to do it, 
and tra- you know and sort of cast any kind of aspersions against it there's probably people out there who really enjoy like picking up other people's garbage or whatever maybe it's because they make a bunch of money at it that's why they enjoy it or maybe they get some sort of satisfaction from being you know helping the world be more clean or, fair point or i definitely shouldn't judge i worked yeah. at a pizza place right i was going to ask you how long have you sold pizzas you know yeah. how long have you done that for i don't know well you keep doing it because it must be enjoyable right like, it is not necessarily yeah. yeah i hate working Okay. I, I love well, money. <laughs> well, whatever your motivations are. You can get mo- more money by not working than you can by working. Good point, yeah. especially especially in today's uh, hard times. But uh, that would not sit well with me. I, uh, would, I would not be able to sleep at night. I wasn't referring to unemployment. I was just talking about working outside mm-hmm. of the corporate systems. Oh, I see. Well, uh, you know, I... <laughs> When I worked in retail, I didn't think it was a bad time. It was sure. something that I did, and I enjoyed it, and I got things out of it. And I, you know, if I didn't, I would have quit and found, you know, found something else to do. So the sad part Fair is, points. she was working at this job for a decade and only found her purpose and pride this spring. Suddenly, her job was essential. Bosses boosted her hourly pay by two dollars, and her customers praised her as a hero. Nearly five months in. This made her happy. And it's all gone. Quote, in the last month, we've lost our hazard pay and people are quitting every day, said Manners, who's 43. She processes vendor deliveries at a Meyer store in uh, northern Kentucky. Quote, those of us who are left are really stretched thin, working so much harder for $11.50 an hour. Unquote. Grocery workers across the country say morale is crushingly low as the pandemic wears on with no end in sight. Overwhelmed employees are quitting mid-shift. Those who remain say they're overworked, taking on extra hours, enforcing mask requirements, and dealing with hostile customers. Wait, hold on now. 43, worked at this place for a decade, and she's mm-hmm. only making eleven I'm not buying that. Why you not? don't think? In, in northern not Kentucky? Even, not even in Kentucky. I'm not buying that. You think I think she's that's lying? I think, she, I think she might be calling out the, the young uh, 17-year-old that she works with. That's probably what they're making. I think she probably makes eleven fifty. Yeah, I mean it's at a grocery, grocery store, store in Kentucky. I mean it's not; these aren't high skilled jobs, right? Like, yeah, but I mean, and this isn't Keen, where the cost of living is so high. This is Kentucky. All right, maybe. I mean, remember, minimum wage is still seven dollars and what fifty cents or thirty five cents or something like that. So technically, she's still making more than minimum wage. Uh, at that job. Well, I don't know anybody making minimum wage, working for a job making minimum Maybe wage. Maybe they wouldn't tell you. We're, we're in Keene. I know, but well, anywhere yeah, I've ever worked. Our, no our McDonald's employees make like 11 an yeah, hour there's no, starting. There's no minimum wage jobs around here, from what I can tell. Yeah, because you, you couldn't afford anything. Most retailers, she's, or sorry, uh, so people quitting mid-shift, she says t- people are overworked, taking on extra hours and dealing with hostile customers. Most retailers have done away with hazard pay, even as workers remain vulnerable to infection or worse. Employees who took, but there's not like some big problem with uh, grocery store workers getting sick. I no, mean, I can, I can att- no, but they were given free money and, and, and then, then it ran away. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the same thing. We, we got, yeah, we got a wage increase for COVID-19 hazard pay. I don't think anyone ever called it hazard pay, but mm-hmm. they called it COVID-19 pay. And now that's gone? Yeah, and it's gone. It's been gone since mid-June, I think. So it didn't last long at all. Employees who took sick leave at the beginning of the pandemic say they can't afford to take unpaid time off now, even if they feel unwell. So they took sick leave when they weren't sick, and now they're upset that they can't yeah. take sick leave when they're sick? Yeah, they want unlimited sick leave, basically. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You, like, you have unlimited unpaid sick leave. Just, just quit the job. Just so you know, you have unlimited <laughs> amounts you hear, of it. Did you hear that, teachers' unions? Just Eight. quit. Save us a whole lot of money. Do you believe these people are heroes? 855 450 This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. And if you're quick, you can still get on the airwaves with us. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you in the studio, it's Aria Conan and Ian. And we're talking about grocery store workers and the evidently low morale that is affecting them because they they consider themselves to be in danger simply by going to work. Other people have quit, which caused the ones who remain to have to work overtime and to have to do more work because of the, you know, you got less staff now. But wouldn't it, it seems like it would also be the case that more people are looking for work. That, that would be my guess. I see a lot of for hire signs out there these days. I know we're always looking for people. We can't, we, we have a slot that I, we haven't been able to fill for two years now. We had Jamaican for dinner today, and sure enough, out there on the front glass is a help wanted sign. Really? Just about every business on Main Street is hiring, as far as I can tell. But people don't want to work because they're getting that $600 a week from government unemployment. That's the disincentive behind those types of programs. They don't work so well for you, you central planners out there listening. Unless that's what, unless that's what you want, maybe that's the whole goal, to get them dependent so you can take they care of them. They're already dependent. Now they're super dependent. But people, I suppose so. But these these Karens out there, they they want to they 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 want these voters that they can take care of and make them feel good. You know, knowing that they've got them some stuff, got them some some scraps off of the table. Here you go, voter. Here you go, sheep. Here's some scraps. Well, six hundred dollars a week is probably a lot more than these people ever made at oh, any point yeah. throughout their entire lives. So it's not just a scrap of meat to them. It's oh here here's Steak dinner. Freezer full of meat. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good scraps. This, this, this isn't dog meat we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's actual beef. So tell us more about the grocery store workers and how they're reacting. Uh, do, do they, does the article specify whether or not they enjoy being called heroes? Well, because I don't she know. sort of suggested that she did, or that, you know, at, in well, the beginning, these people called me a hero and right. they patted me on the back. Right. Yeah. Now they probably don't even want to like get near her. Uh, the mounting despair, or so, sorry, it says here, employees who took sick leave say they can't afford to take unpaid time off now, even if they feel unwell. So bad planning on the part of these employees. They were like, all right, let's take some time off. And then, oh, I want to keep my job. Well, now you don't have any more sick leave left. So they, they're Predictable upset at, result is yeah, predictable. Right. They're upset at themselves, ultimately, but uh, they are blaming the, the company. Grocer workers say that morale is crushingly low and uh, the mounting despair is heightened by the lack of other job options, they claim. Supermarkets are among the few bright spots in an industry that has been ravaged by COVID-related store closures and sharp drop-off in consumer spending. The retail sector has shed 913,000 jobs and chalked up more than a dozen bankruptcies during the pandemic. J.C. Penney, of course, is closing. I believe that Dunkin' Donuts is closing about 800 stores. They're not bankrupt, but they're just closing their mm-hmm. lowest-performing uh, stores. 
There was another story uh, recently. Yeah, you have another story about businesses that are permanently closed. Right, yeah, massive because numbers. Because of the government lockdowns. Yeah, the story, uh, the headline, hundreds of New Hampshire businesses have permanently closed, according to Yelp's statistics. Uh, Fox Wingate, who works at a Safeway in Maryland, she's 24, said, quote, At the beginning, they valorized what was deemed a dead-end job, but four months later, they don't even treat us like humans anymore, she said. You know, I wonder... Uh, if it has anything to do with that stupid mask you've been wearing for the last nine hours, that dehumanizing mask. Great point. I mean, you can't. It is so. I think you were talking about this just recently. Maybe it was at the yeah. It was at the event. You know, it is so important for humans to be able to see each other's faces. It's otherwise we're nothing but we're nothing but NPCs. We're nothing well, but we're nothing but an I algorithm. I don't want to go and say that a blind man is an NPC. I mean, they don't see human faces. Yeah, but, he, but yeah, but usually blind people and or deaf people they develop other senses. They they hone their other senses, and they, they I think that's scientifically false. Really? Come on, that's no. a lie spread by people who don't have these impairments to make themselves feel better and that's more not, comfortable. I'm not say, saying that's not making deaf. me feel better. I've heard it from those people. I'm sure. Well, you're but saying they're that lying. Does, that makes it anecdotally accurate. You have to. You but have it's to. Not scientifically well, you have accurate. to fill. The, you fill the void by enhancing your other senses. In there order is no to, science whatsoever to back up this claim. I'll find us. A, I'll find us a story <laughs> for next week. <laughs> it's it's all rumor and hearsay from mm. people who are uncomfortable around the disabled. And they'll be like, oh, well, they're, they're not really impaired because they're blind because they have super hearing. Oh no, no, I don't think that Conan was saying they're not impaired. He right. was saying that when you lose a sense, you're more likely to get better attuned to your other senses you're relying on them more and so you're better attuned to those senses and it's that's still to say and there is to be very clear it still sucks i yeah. mean I, I would never want right. i'm just but I, I, all right i'll find us a story I, it's got to be out there maybe someone in the chat room has got something already pulled up Let me check. and of course it's hard oh, to release the, i assure you the discord is hard at work to prove everything i say wrong <laughs> okay yes. so if i said something they're working on it Workers, we'll know very soon renewed sense of expendability comes after four straight months of double digit unemployment with more than 32 million americans collecting unemployment benefits labor experts and economists say there's an ever-growing pool of desperate people with Willing to face hazardous conditions and low pay to put food on the table. You know, the same conditions they faced a year ago during flu season. Uh, the nation's 2.7 million grocery workers make on average $13.20 an hour, or about $27,000 per year. Quote, these are jobs that already don't pay enough for people to support themselves and their families, said a professor, who of course knows nothing about uh, you know the actual world. Quote, now with the recession and unemployment being so high, it means that employers have even more of an upper hand, especially in an industry where a disproportionate number of workers are women and people of color. So she's hitting on all the talking points there. At least 130 U.S. grocery workers have died, and more than 8,200 have tested positive for COVID-19 since late March, according to a data from workers' groups and media reports. I presume they're saying that the 130 of them have died from COVID-19, but it's not real clear. Uh, in that case, grocery stores are generally not required to inform shoppers about coronavirus cases or report them to local health departments, which can make it difficult to get an accurate count. Manners, who's been at Meyer since 2010, says she's never felt so demoralized. At least a dozen colleagues have quit in the past month alone, while those who've stayed are struggling with the workload and the crush of impatient shoppers. Yep. Quote, some customers were appreciative in the beginning, but now they're just rude, she says. 
And I think you're right about this, it's, Conan. It's, no, it, it's, it's the it totally is the mask. I mean, it we've been calling the them dehumanizing since the mask crap yeah. started. It's and no surprise at all. One of the ladies who was speaking at the mask freedom event this weekend, uh, I recorded all the speeches and I've been editing that together. It's actually going to... Uh, it's actually going to premiere in five minutes on the Free Keen YouTube channel. So if you want to go nice. and do something after Free Talk Live, just go to Free Keen on YouTube and you'll see the latest video there. It's one of those premiere things that you can't watch it until the premiere date. And that's in five minutes from now. Uh, but anyway, she made the point that smiles, having smiles in society helps people, right? Like if you go around other people and they're smiling... You're going to feel more comfortable. Yeah, sure. You're going to feel more welcome. If on uh, on the other hand, you go around a bunch of people who you can't see their uh, their expressions, you don't get to see if they're smiling or sticking their tongue and, out at and, you, and you're all, and you're also tiptoeing around them because you think they might be dangerous to you. Mm-hmm. So now, so not only do you get treating you only, them you, like you can only see their eyes, yeah. you can't see their faces, you don't know if they're smiling or not, and they could be a potential danger. They're just to a carrier. You. They're just a carrier. They're not a human anymore. Yeah. They're a carrier. You know? Related to an issue you just mentioned, um, I ran into this issue at work where I said something to uh, to a coworker, and because he couldn't see my face or the fact that I was smiling, he thought I was being serious mm. and like couldn't tell you were joking. Right. And it was obviously joking. There's no human connection. You, There's yeah, but not obvious to him because he right, couldn't, because he see, couldn't see my face. Yeah. And you know this is this is who this is probably hurting the most: young children who are still developing their oh, skills God. so now they can't see anyone's faces and this is and this is this is what they need as building blocks to yeah. grow into you know fine young adults and they're being stricken of this they're, it's the children are going to be messed I up feel so bad for these kids uh and i've seen it now more than once with parents have you seen Can the you- high school the kindergarten cafeteria photos where the kids are oh, on no. opposite sides and they're six feet apart there's one child here, and then six feet down on the other side of the table is another child. Six oh, feet down, God. another child. It's it's the most dehumanizing thing I've ever these seen. Tables these tables that would normally fit like eight, eight kids. Eight or ten, yeah. And there's two. There's one on each corner, My and God. sitting on their sitting on their blue X. Butt goes here. Yeah, dude, it's gross. I can't even imagine what that's got to be like for these kids, and then their parents are constantly instructing. Okay, little Billy, it's time to put on our masks. We're going in the store. Yeah, I, I just saw that happen on Sunday. They are going to be seriously screwed up. Yep. Destroying an entire generation. Is COVID-19, is your fear worth all of that? Well, if you don't think so, you should check out more of our show. You can find out, you can find the archives there at freetalklive.com. Archives going back more than 10 years. Or hang around and check out the freaking YouTube for video premiering in just a few You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life, free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunityforlife.com. 